The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Recorded live at Can Lions 2023. It's the PR Week podcast in partnership with Zeno Group. Zeno Group. everyone, Steve Barrett here, Editorial Director of PR Week. I'm delighted to be here with Barbie Siegel, who's the Global CEO of Xeno Group, and Tanisha Jackson-Warner, the founder of Igami. We're going to talk about allyship today, agency allyship, unlocking a model for good and growth. It's great to be here in Cannes, actually. We're having this conversation. Not the worst places to hang out, is it? Thanks for having us, Steve. It's great to be here. It's beautiful and so good to see people back together and connecting with old friends and making new ones. And it's pretty much two years since you kind of started your relationship as agencies together. And that seems like a good point to talk about what what allyship really means. You know, how do you define agency allyship? So we started our partnership two years ago in August. And actually, Steve, it was this month last year that we announced and defined what we call agency allyship. When we started our partnership almost two years ago, we talked about this as a new model of collaboration for change, but we have now evolved it into agency allyship. And I actually have the definition here on the same card I wrote it last year, if I may read it to you. So agency allyship is agencies aligned in their unwavering and selfless advocacy, fueling one another to push through and eliminate systemic barriers. So, Tanisha, what did that? In, that's the definition. What does it mean to you in practice, and what does that relationship? What has that enabled you to do? So, again, thank you so much for having us here. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful here in Cannes. What does that mean from my perspective? So, Igami Group is a woman-owned minority business enterprise, an agency that was basically doing the work that we were doing at that point, 14 years. Post the murder of George Floyd, our firm started to experience demand like never before. And we were really faced with a decision. And that decision was how do we creatively meet the demand that was in the marketplace at the time? And we had several options. One could be saying no to a lot of people. Our second was it's time to raise capital. And our third, it's time to completely sell our firm. And in terms of agency allyship and what it means to us, A huge part of the definition was talking about um, overcoming systemic barriers. Well, barriers that face minority business enterprises, and these are the four common ones. One is lack of access to capital. Secondly, lack of access to connection, lack of access to community, and lack of access to curriculum, like the actual business acumen to grow. And those barriers were really standing between us and the growth that we desired. What we were able to do in this agency allyship was to create a model that actually worked to provide solutions against every barrier. So first and foremost, Zeno Group invested in Igami. We received access to capital. If you're an entrepreneur, you need access to capital to grow. Um, And that was huge. Secondly, we also received access to curriculum. 
under the curriculum, it's mentorship. And so our firm being partnered with Zeno Group and able to learn from the business model, the leaders. Barbie is a friend, mentor. I also tell her she's my soul sister. Um, <laughs> and so the mentorship is built in. And, and that is really, I would say, the basis. The fact that the partnership is supporting us in overcoming those systemic barriers, that's the definition of agency allyship. And for Zeno Group, they're getting access as well, learning cultural competency. Yeah, so it works in the opposite direction too. Barbie, what's what's the difference between taking a stake, for example, and just acquiring? You know, uh, Edelman and Zeno have acquired firms in the past. Why did you decide that it would be an investment would be a better way to do it than just a full acquisition? It's a good question. We did not want to buy Igami. We it is important that minority-owned businesses, black-owned businesses in our industry thrive. And so it was important that Tanisha be able to hold on to the identity of the firm and do what they do best. When I knew Tanisha by reputation, so they had already been in business for 14 years and had a terrific track record, what we wanted to do was help them scale to grow. So while we have made acquisitions in the past, and I think this is a really important point as we encourage other agencies to find allies, acquisition is not the only path. Partnerships can be very powerful, a small equity stake. There would have been no upside to our acquiring Igami. There's tremendous upside to Igami being strong, multicultural, Black-owned, and having that deep specialty in the multicultural communities. Yeah. And can you give us both give us examples of ways in which the partnership has supercharged both of your operations? So um, we are now here sharing how agency allyship is really a force for growth. And what we have witnessed is growth across a number of areas. Number one, growth in our people. And I'll talk to you a bit about that. Two, growth in our work, the work that we're doing with our partners. And last but not least, growth from an industry perspective. So with our people, we have the ability to build integrated teams. So we are unlocking multicultural at scale. As you know, right now within our industry, when we are all under pressure to recruit talent of color within our industry, but not only recruit, but retain for our firm, we've actually had multicultural talent that they've been with Igami. They absolutely love our firm, but they're looking to grow. And now they'll come and say, T, listen, I want to work on business categories outside of what our specialized firm is representing. I still want to be here, but I need access to opportunities to grow. We have the ability to pick up the phone, and we've done this now on two occasions to say, Rockstar Talent, I need to support them in a growth plan beyond what our walls can do. And we will create an integrated growth plan that allows them to now grow within the global firm um, and touch other pieces of business that we did not have access to. That has helped us retain talent now two different times. And again, it was just about being able to have the exposure 
to work within teams and on client work that's outside of what we were representing. And they stay as Igami employees. They absolutely right. stay as independent. Um, we're an independent firm, but they're staying with the Igami Group team. We're able to embed them, though, across agencies into the Xeno network. Yeah. And Barbie, are there examples of clients where you know, you've expanded the scope of work or even one new business because of this allyship? Yes, all of that. Um, I can say that we are doing some really important work in the U.S. for the CDC. This is a perfect, very simple example. They came to us to work on a campaign for African-American women and heart health. And while we have that capability at Zeno, certainly the health capability, we were able to say to Igami, let's go get this together because your capability from an audience perspective is so deep. There are other examples where we have an opportunity now with a major company that is looking for multicultural at scale. Igami will take the lead and we are coming in to help bolster in areas where they may not have as much strength. So given the world in which we're living and from a U.S. perspective, the minority majority company uh, country that we're quickly living in, multicultural is is everything that we're doing. And, you know, Mark Pritchard from P&G says it best, mass marketing is multicultural marketing. But I do want to, if I may, say one other point of impact. We talk to our clients all the time about doing more than the products and services they sell. And I will say the ability to work with Igami and Tanisha and everybody on her team has been so gratifying for all of us at Zeno and for me personally to show what it is to use your platform for good. Because when we began this partnership, we really never talked about how much new revenue we're going to bring in. It was really about a new model of collaboration for change in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. And you'll remember, Steve, that all the conversation was around the numbers. How many people of color are in your agency? How many are on the leadership team? That conversation only goes so far because it takes time. And so the idea was to use our creativity and to do something unexpected. And so that has been incredibly gratifying. And we would hope that other agencies, other minority-owned businesses would find their agency ally. And you, you, I believe you've done a survey two years into the relationship, which tells us something about the impact of it. Can you talk to that a little bit? So we have two different things going on. Number one, um, we have a survey that we're doing across our teams right now. We do not have the results to share with you today, but, but, as, soon, but as soon as we do, <laughs> we will give them to you. But we can go ahead and tell you some of the initial feedback that we've been receiving across the board, whether entry level and or more senior talent um, is overall the experience of the collaboration has supported them in growing in their careers. We've heard from Zeno Group how the collaboration of working with Igami Group on a day-to-day basis is just increasing cultural competency in all that they do across the board. So that's a win on that side. And then on our side, the business acumen. Our CFO is on the phone with uh, Barbie CFO Tony, and we're learning, you know, how to run an agency and really drive it as this healthy business engine. So there's this also reciprocal mentorship. What we hear 
all the time is it feels good not to be on this journey alone anymore. I have a quote. I say, dreamers do not let other dreamers dream alone. And I'm so grateful that Barbie reached. And now when you have that problem or we have that problem, being able to pick that phone up and think about it with our partners, that's been really, really rewarding. I mean, Tanisha and I talk practically every day. And so when a biz, what started out as a business relationship can also turn into a friendship. And of course, a lot is written about, about women's friendships. It's, it's gratifying to us in the businesses we run, but professionally has added that perhaps unexpected dimension and we trust each other. And believe me, I've learned so much from Tanisha and I will go to her. I'm working on something right now and I'll call her up and say, T, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So, you know, it just goes to show that nobody does it alone in business. And if you take a leap, it really can pay pay dividends because we did something very, very different. I knew in my gut that this was the right thing, but it's really borne out. And I am also proud that two years into it, we have as much passion and intensity about driving this forward as we did when this all began. Yeah. Now, Tanisha, you mentioned, obviously, the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Horrific. And the, the year after that, when your phone was ringing off the hook, as were a lot of other minority-owned businesses. But d- there are still s- systemic issues that haven't gone away. And I'm guessing the phone doesn't necessarily ring quite as often in business in, in minority businesses as it did then. And I know there's a feeling amongst uh, the community that, you know, this, the emphasis has gone away a little bit. So wh- what are the systemic issues that remain and how, what do we need to do to make sure this doesn't, doesn't just fall away as, as that tragic event? And we have other, obviously, horrible events happening on, a, on an ongoing basis, but that one, really did lead to a, a bit of a step change. It's ironic here right now at can a lot of the conversations, whether it's on Inkwell Beach or Black and Can, these are some of the multicultural platforms that have been born over the last three years. The issues that you're talking about, many of the panels, those are the things that we're thinking through right now. Here's some of the things that we know. The year that George Floyd was murdered, there was $60 billion committed um, towards fighting racial inequality. And three years later, that number is now at 340 billion. That's a 500% increase. However, when we look at some of the results measuring action impact, as well as how have those funds actually been distributed, huge discrepancies. Um, so inside of those discrepancies, you do have sort of this sentiment of, um, were the efforts Uh, truly genuine? Where are they now? And who is going to be staying the course for the long term? So that's a conversation that many DE&I thought leaders and or leaders within companies should be grappling with right now. In addition to, we are also at a period of time where you're seeing defund DE&I, you're seeing- um, Backlash against woke, so-called woke business. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-woke. Um, and really, we anticipate over this next year, it will probably get worse, right? And so some of the things that we're telling clients throughout this period is, number one, keep your eye on your company values. Those need to still govern everything you do as your North Star. 
Number two, what were your commitments that you noted during that period? And this is not the time to start backing back and shying away because you do have stakeholders within your companies, your team members, and externally that still have an expectation around these commitments. Also, staying the course and staying the course for the long term. This is the time to take a long term view. And so, you know, the boycotts, you know, these are things that are very short term. But what from a long term view perspective, when you think about your talent and the talent of the future, Barbie and I was just talking, we did a multicultural, some multicultural research called the multicultural mandate. We'll tell you more about that. But one of the things within that is within Generation Z, the fastest growing cohort was multi-ethnic, multi-racial. We took a look at their values. Inclusivity is an expectation. And so for talents and brands in our industry, as we're looking to nurture this young generation that's coming in, this is an expectation. Take a long-term view. And then, you know, you always hear this. We do have to remind the business case. Um, 100% of the U.S. growth over the last decade came from multicultural audiences. And so with $5 trillion in buying power right now. And so even knowing that these are diverse audiences that want to know Hey, brand, hey, industry, you care about the societal issues that are impacting me, my family and my community. So those are some of the I mean, we could go on and on, but those are some of the words of wisdom yeah. that we're finding ourselves um, coaching during this yeah, period. It's right now. table stakes for that generation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we mustn't take our foot off the pedal for sure. You mentioned uh, connection, community and curriculum. I mean, the fourth C is can, isn't it? And that those three things are all really what can is all about i think tanisha you've been here maybe five times barbie's been here been many longer. many many times how do you think it's doing you mentioned uh, the inkwell beach black at can there's, there's there are more things going on but what about integrating diverse professionals into the the overall program it, it still feels a little bit like well the inkwell beach is where you know people of color go right rather than this is a diverse group of professionals across the board right so um, my first time coming to CAN was in 2018 and no one gave me the the playbook at all. I told you, Steve, I was like dressed in all professional clothes and <laughs> I had a meeting with uh, Mark Pritchard and he won't mind me sharing this. But, you know, he comes in and he has shorts and 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 sandals and the shirt is rolled up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I, I don't know what to do. And I was trying to learn so fast um, of just the culture. And so anyway, we had a great partner that year that that kind of told me what to do. But. It was that year also that I recognized, whoa, there are little to no people of color. Um, we, Igami Group and Procter & Gamble that year, we won a Can Lion Grand Prix. Well, it was my first time ever coming. So I didn't even know that it's it was. I, but I didn't even know, but you don't know what you don't know. And so I didn't know that it was as big. And I was, I'll never forget, I was walking was for the talk. Right. And um, after walking off the stage later that night, someone, it was an executive from Google, came up. She had tears in her eyes and she said, Tanisha, 
I don't think you quite understand, but you are the first black owned black woman to ever walk across that stage and receive a Grand Prix. And that was that was for me where I was like, this is that was history making. Right. And it also said to me, we want to make sure we're pioneering so that others can walk across that stage. There were a group of us that had um, drinks and this is kind of tell you what can be born over drinks <laughs> and dreaming, drinks and dreaming. Right. This is what happened. We were talking about like there's no representation here. Adrian, who is um, one of the creators and founders of Inkwell, we were just brainstorming like what if we had That's our Adrian own. Smith. Yeah. Yes. What if we had our own area? At, at first, we talked about having a black yacht. And I mean, it was I mean, the drinks were just boring. And there was a young kid with us named Jack. Um, and, and Jack was this this young white guy. I don't know how Jack got with us, but he was like somebody's intern. But I even have the video. Anyway, fast forward, that group pulled together and, and let's shout out to Adrian because she really led the way. My husband um, partnered with Adrian as well on on the board and Inkwell is now born. And so when we came back the next year to have our own space, it was like watching a dream being manifested. And now other areas are coming up like black and can, um, you know, you have the Juneteenth celebration. And so while we are excited to see the multicultural presence be more represented. I will tell you, I was in a conversation yesterday with Ad Color, uh, Tiffany Warren. Mm -hmm. And inside of that dialogue, we said, this is great, but this is also not enough because we're here, but we, you're spot on. We're still kind of siloed. And yes, we are excited about these dedicated areas, but we need to be integrated into the main programming as well. And so if we can take a stage on Inkwell, which we're excited, we need to see the conversation represented on the main stages as well. And I think everything is a part of an evolution. I'm, I'm not knocking where we are. I do think it's all a journey. But if there was a push to the industry, that is also what I would like us to be having drinks and dreaming over and, and manifesting for next year. How's yeah. that? <laughs> well, the other C is courageous, Barbie, isn't it? So... What would your advice be to other agencies looking to develop these allyship relationships with agencies? Is it a bold move? Uh, is it something that's met with resistance? Why haven't there been more of, of this type of relationship formed, do you think? Thank you uh, for that question. So I think because Zeno is family-owned part of DJE Holdings, that is a big part of us being able to do something like this more easily. But let's not get into the public-private conversation. I hope other agencies form agency allyships. And I think the first step is finding a, a minority-owned agency. And by the way, we've been talking about Black-owned and multicultural. It could certainly be LGBTQ, and I would say the time is right for that. And really listen to what their needs are. It doesn't have to be complicated to find an agency allyship. Maybe they don't need capital the way Igami did. Maybe they need access to curriculum and community. And so I would try, the advice I would have is to form a relationship first, really get to know each other and where you, as the the non-multicultural agency can add value and what it is they need. 
And again, it don't think about it as a traditional acquisition. I think the reason this has been so successful is A, it, it is unexpected and not to be cliche, but we went completely out of the box of what has ever been done before. So speaking of courage, don't be afraid to try something. What is the worst thing that can happen? But I think if it starts with a fundamental alignment on values and how you do business and what's important, at the end of the day, Tanisha and I are two people that want to do right by our people and our clients. And that's the advice I would have. It doesn't have to be complicated. It, if you go back to the definition, it's about agencies helping each other out. Yeah. And Tanisha, just to finish up, you already had a, a good relationship with P&G, obviously, but can you chat a little bit to how you've been able to deepen that and how the allyship has helped you with that specific client? Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to add to what Barbie said, and I'm bragging on you, I, I really do believe Barbie has an abundance mindset. So oftentimes when agencies come together to work, it's like they're solely thinking about what's in it for me. Or, you know, if I do this, what is this going to do to my bottom line? Because what, the partnership could be viewed as an out of pocket and then starting to reduce um, the what's billable for your particular firm. She didn't look at it that way at all. When I say an abundance mindset, it was where does one plus one equal five? And so if you're a leader in, you know, an agency network, a global agency with power, one of the places that I would say taking a page out of Barbie's leadership book is have an abundance mindset. There's enough. And through collaboration, one and one can sometimes equal five. Um, so had to brag on you. And then in terms of Procter and Gamble, so this was a client that was already a client of each of our firms, Barbie, um, Zeno group. They were working with Zeno group. They've been working with the Gami group now for 16 years. And so they were very much so familiar with both of our firm services, um, our reputation. And we kind of went into it in good standing, but they were so excited about, wait a minute. We already love Zeno Group. We already love Igami Group. That's where the one plus one all of a sudden equal five. This is an opportunity for this firm and collaboration to unlock multicultural at scale. And um, any business leader right now, as you're thinking about how you're going to authentically engage with the minority majority, you need to be thinking about how are you going to unlock multicultural at scale? Well, while others are thinking about it, we had the solution. And so it's impacted our relationship. We're building integrated teams. And when I say integrated team, from their experience, it's one team. And it's our cultural competency with the full force of global full service agency. So we are enjoying it. We are looking forward to doing more and more and growing business. Um, and one of the accounts that we're working on right now is the multicultural hair care business. Sounds great. This is a great conversation to have on Juneteenth. Enjoy the rest of the week at Cannes and thanks and continued great allyship. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. And if you are listening, as we celebrate our two years, Barbie and I on Agency Allyship, we want to extend the model. So if you are listening and you're an agency and you're maybe interested, we want to share our key learnings with you. If you are a minority business enterprise, we want to share our key learnings with you as well. 
So stay in tune. We are establishing agency allyship as a formal model that we want to provide to the industry. Sounds good. Reach out to Tanisha and Barbie. 